Hello and welcome. I'm Tracy Jane Hughes from Manage Those Things and the Business Cheerleading Club. And I'm delighted to be with um, Therana today, who um, I, I've met in, um, in, in a group that I'm in. Um, and I went off and looked at her book and I thought, wow, fantastic. I would love to get Florana into, into the, the Business Cheerleading Club um, and share some tips for business um, about marketing. So, Sarana, just give us a bit of a background as to who you are and what you do. Uh, well, I'm, as you say, you mentioned marketing. That's what I do all day, every day. Um, I've been in marketing since, well, I started actually in the UK because I studied in the UK. So okay. I started my marketing life in at Publicis in London. Um, but for the past um, seven years, I've been doing, uh, I've been working as a consultant and I've, I've done a lot of work with small business and entrepreneurs. And um, sort of from that developed an online training program. And from that, I've now written a book series, which is, uh, you know, you, you sort of get get the same things coming up for this group of, of uh, business owners or um, and um, I just figured it would be useful to get it all down in book format so that it could be made made accessible so that's sort of the gist of of me <laughs> I suppose it's fantastic and and you know I've I, I've, I've I've got your um, your book about target audiences and that's one of the things that I find is we, we all say as, um, as as business consultants and you know I, I help small businesses and have done you know for many years now um, and a lot of that first conversation is well who is your target audience and some people are really really clear on that and others aren't so how you know what 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 do you say what are your you know like first steps for understanding what that target audience actually means because I, I think some people are confused by that Sarana. yeah and it's it's uh you it's easy to be confused by that because also um it can develop and change but as you said some people are very very clear because because that might be the reason they went into business to serve as a particular audience. Yeah. So, you know, you'll find that others not so clear because they've sort of developed a product or a service and then they want to find the right people for it. Um, one, if you're just starting out, it's a question of a little bit of research and a little bit of guesswork. It's always going to be like that. Um, for those that have been in business for a while, however, they've got a slight advantage. Um, the clue there, and I always just go to them, just go, who are your favorite customers? Who are your best customers? The ones that you love yeah. doing business with, you know, the ones that don't haggle over prices and, and, and et cetera. Those will be the people you should be going for. And in the book, I go through, um, I believe there are eight sort of points of what identifies ideal customers. And once you find the people that sort of tick those boxes, it's a question of, figuring out what they have in common um, and what it is about them that is so great. And that means you can then say, oh, okay, now I know what this group is, so I'm going to go find more people like that. But when you, if you're just starting out, it's, it's, a little, it's a little trickier. But the good thing is, though, I think everybody who's been in business for a while um, knows the feeling that it develops 
you know, you don't start out and just say, this is it. And then that will always be it. You're always learning and developing and fine tuning it. But the key to that is also you'll you'll develop much faster and in a much more focused way if you're aware and if you're sort of reviewing it, monitoring it regularly, rather than if you're just sort of leaving it up to Lady Luck. Yeah, and, and I think, um, sorry, I'm just, just typing another um, comment that you just made. <laughs> you're regularly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of a lot of businesses don't do that review bit. And if they haven't started from a clear understanding, if they're then not reviewing and monitoring, then it all goes a bit like, oh, yeah. So it, for, for, for let's let's take let's take the two different businesses, business types in, in turn then. So for a startup business. You yeah. mentioned about um, it's a bit of research and a bit of gut feel. Yeah, there's so all that. How how can how can a small business do that that research that is important? It is really important. But you know what 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 sort of things do you talk to your clients about in terms yeah. of research? Yeah. Yeah, because when I say research, you you tend to like you tend to get sort of deer in the headlight thing, and people, um, yeah. you know, those that have been to uni and stuff get flashback to methodology classes, and just many yeah. of them cringe. Yeah. <laughs> what I do stress to them is that you know you're not in academia; nobody's grading you. Obviously, the better the research is done, the better it is done, and the, and the better it is result. But I'd rather you do a bit of research you know, and get clues, then do nothing. The, the, it's the simplest way is just to get out there and talk to people. And I think we, we often don't do that. I mean, in product development, we often don't do that. We just sort of fall in love with the idea of a product or a service that we, we make and, and we just go ahead and we, we are creating, we can easily fall in the tra into the trap of creating because we are creating. It's like our thing. But go yeah. out there, get feedback while you're developing the product or service and then get feedback. You know, go talk to people who thinks it's for them, who who's going no, no, no. Um, and, and get get clear on it that way. That's a big thing. Um, I'd really recommend um, sort of um, things like. Um, Books like uh, Will It Fly by Pat Flynn and okay. uh, books like uh, Ask by Ryan Levesque. And, um, yeah, there are, there are a few sort of um, Lean Startup by Eric Ries and anything on design thinking, really, okay. I think is always useful. And that can help you in that stage. And then you can go into once once you get clues from that, you could go into doing like an online survey and and things like that that can sort of give you a, a bigger scope. So uh, yeah. to be honest, the the market research bit could be a book in itself, but uh, it's not really. You know, didn't <laughs> want to go there. <laughs> but like I said, a little bit is better than nothing. You know, yes. so if it freaks you out, still do go out and talk to people. Yeah, and I think I think some people. Um you know, have really supportive family and friends around them. So sometimes, you know, 
they only talk to their supportive people yeah. and their supportive mm -hmm. people are fantastic for support but aren't necessarily giving the the devil's advocate side the well what about that bit and who's going to buy it you know and yes i think you're fantastic as a person and i think it's great that you're starting out in business but you know who's going to buy it and where do they live and you know if you're working within a very local market um you know who else is out there so part of the market research that you know i often talk about with, with my clients is you know who are your competitors so if you're setting up a um doing um you know health classes you know yoga pilates that sort of you know or, or you're doing fitness things you know who else is out there what what are you doing differently to them you know and, and you know that there, there's, there's a marketplace for everybody you know we know that yeah but what um what you do and what your specialism is in the marketing side is is understanding the target market and then understanding how you're different absolutely so, you can. so fundamental is, is, is that is that is that sort of you know yeah pulling it together yeah. for those sort of startup groups Oh, absolutely. And and go out, like you were saying, uh, go outside your circle, you know, talk to people that don't know you. And even better, I tend to say to people, if you have the chance of getting someone, you know, it's it's often a, for people in, the, in small businesses, it's often a question of a budget. But if yeah. you get the chance of getting someone else to do the research for you, uh, okay. Even if it's just a friend yeah, who yeah. knows how to do research, you know, and, and would do it for you, yeah. that is great because uh, particularly in those face to face, in that face to face contact, people, even people that don't know you will sort of not want to say the negative things. And you need to get the negative things out there. Yeah, absolutely. What is what are the sales points? What what's really going to sell these things? And at the end of the day, it's just so important to remember, um, even you know, however cruel it is to say, people really don't care about your product or service. They don't, you know, at all. They just want to know what it does for them. What's in it for them? Because we, you know, we yeah. we don't buy something out of the goodness of our hearts and because we're helping them out. It needs to do something for us and we need to find out what that is because that's 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 going to be your strongest sales point yeah so how some sometimes but business owners will will create a, a you know a brand new product or service um that you know is not currently in the marketplace and it's something that you know has generally has worked for them or it's something that you know they they haven't found um you know either locally to them um they know it's worked for them during this research and you know finding their target audience section or part what are the types of questions they can use to ask other people if this would work for you or you know how, how do you see this product or service working for you it, 
are, are there are there some specific questions that um I, I don't want to for like specifics particularly in that qualitative state when you're just talking to people and you haven't gone to surveys and stuff that sort of you want to be more yeah. qualitative uh keep it open you know okay yeah keep yeah the questions open because you don't want to lead them you don't want to you know ha affect them in any way um yeah. so so you really want them to just get it all out there um yeah. One of the questions I think we forget to, um, or, or this couple I can think of right at the moment, we we tend to, to forget to ask, is one is, you know, how are you solving this at the moment? Okay, yeah. That will uncover sometimes your competitors, but also other things, because we often think that, oh, well, there's nobody doing this in the market. Well, okay, maybe it's because people have a way of solving it that, works yeah. for them without going in, out and buying something and yeah. you need to understand how how much of an obstacle is between going from what they're already doing to what you're doing you know because yes. that's going to be the things that they they uh, the objections they have and then ask them why wouldn't you buy it yeah yeah because we tend to go sort of go you know, would you buy this? Why would you buy this? And we're in love with our product. And so we kind of have a tendency to sway that way. We go, you know, tell me what's wrong with it. Why shouldn't I? Why would you right. not buy it? And again, if it's somebody other than the creator of the product or service that asks these questions, people are more likely to be open. Yes. No, that's that's really helpful. Really helpful. So, I mean, obviously, all, all of that is useful for people that have been in business for a while. But um, I, and I think sometimes people um, who've been in business for a while are creating you know, new products and new services and you know, growing their business. But they're also responding, you know, during their business growth. Mm -hmm. And I, I know from, from, you know, one of my businesses, my, my, my first business, um, which was um, maternity and nursing bras, you know, selling, selling maternity and nursing bras. And it was a home fitting service. And when I was going into women's homes, they were saying to me, can you help my mum or my aunt? Or can you, you know, my, my friend has just had a mastectomy. Can you help them? So there was a new market that mm. was being shown to me yeah. by my existing customers. Yeah. Now, whether you as a business owner choose to then go down that route, even though you know there's a new audience there, that is still down to you. Mm -hmm. But um, not everybody is as fortunate with that ease of growing into new markets. Yeah. So how do you how do you help businesses that are um, sort of have been in business to review their target market? Because again, sometimes we get complacent I oh, think yeah. in business um, and we think that you know there will be a stream of new customers coming in or our existing customers will continue to use our product or service um, and we just sometimes get lazy I think so how, yeah. how do you how do you help you know people do that review process yeah I mean and it's a natural natural thing inertia you know not doing anything new yeah. is a lot easier than keep going and you know <laughs> yes it is 
It totally Let's do nothing. Do yeah, nothing today. It's easier. So you know, while everything is just you know going on and muddling along, then why should I bother? It's it's very <laughs> easy and and very human, and we all do it. You need to keep the conversation always going and you need to have okay. tools for that. So it's both about doing that review regularly. But the thing is, as soon as we forget that we need to keep a dialogue going all the time, that's when things yeah. start to go downhill. Because at the end of the day, marketing, you know, you can learn how to use Facebook ads and you can do a fabulous branding and have a brand strategy of wanting to be known for this and you can have a beautiful brand identity and all that. But at the end of the day, marketing is about knowing your customer, knowing their needs and meeting those needs that are in a profitable, you know, in a way that's profitable for you. So as soon yeah. as you lose that focus of that relationship back and forth in listening, then that's a slippery slope. You know, that's when you're in trouble. So you constantly need to be so have avenues if you're if you're in a very small business you get and get the customer into your shop or whatever it's fairly easy it's a personal thing of just keeping your ears open um as you grow and in and for example in online businesses where you don't meet the customers you need to have things in place you need to have processes in place and you need to encourage people to communicate with you now we, I think we all know the examples of, of sort of going onto a website, going into the whole, you know, contact us thing or something, and there's a form, and you put in your name and details, and then you just have a feeling that that message just vanished into a black hole. Yeah. yeah. And, and when we're running a small business and we, we're wearing every single hat in the business, it's easy to, to forget that, oh, you know, emails and messages and, but we need to make sure that we nurture that and we communicate on that way. Social media, obviously, is a huge, huge channel for that today. So yeah. don't just broadcast. Re be responsive. There should be, depending on the size of your business and the volume of, of, of things, you should always allocate 10, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, to just check okay. if there's something coming in. You don't want yeah. to miss it. Okay. So um, in terms of, uh, I've just I've just asked if, if any of our viewers have got questions. Hi, Jane. Um, hi, Sashka. Mm -hmm. um, so if you've got any questions, please just put them in the comments box and, and we'll 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 ask them to, to Therana. Um, so in terms of. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gone. It obviously wasn't important. It obviously wasn't important. <laughs> so um in, in terms of how we how we keep reviewing our target audience and and it might be because sometimes people say well my product or service will um it, you know it's for anybody um hi jane um uh and we as as their supporters hi, um ask them to um you know, ask them to, to chunk that down and, you know, well, no, you know, everybody isn't your target audience. Yes, everybody might use or benefit from your product or service. But, you know, who is it you are focusing on? Because you cannot share your message to all of those people. And it then comes mm -hmm. out that actually we've got maybe three or four different, you know, target audiences. 
Um, uh, so how how do we keep that fresh and know that those are continuing to be our core target audiences? And do you, I, I'm making this another, a multiple question now, that's bad of me. Um, I, but we're running out of time, so I'm just trying to fit it all up now. Um, so, and, and who, um, how many target audiences do you recommend your clients to have focused on at any one time? There you um, go. It always depends on the size of the business and the resources okay. that you have. But if, if you're, um, but it, let's say your typical small business with maybe five people on staff or, you know, and I probably shouldn't be generalizing like that. But I tend to tell my clients not to go for any more than three. And if the three are okay. really different, if there are no synergies between them, then I'd, I'd whittle it down even more. But then it also depends on what market you're in and how big is that audience within that market. So there's there's no sort of hard and fast rule. It always has to be evaluated. But fewer rather than more. Because if you – the thing is as well, if you – say you focus just on one, yeah. um, just go for the one, know that one really well, serve that one really well, which will which – will, not only only have a halo effect outside that audience and it'll pull in people that aren't strictly in that completely in that audience but the the other thing is that you might have identified say let's see say you identified five that you could go into you pick the yeah. one that you think is the one and you will you will start to see which one of those other groups is the one you should be going for next you know it it's a bit like um divide and conquer when Facebook started, yeah. they didn't just start with the whole world. They started with one university, and then they moved on to another university. Now, I haven't studied this, but I have a feeling that they didn't go for, like, uh, you know, go from from the elite universities to then to go into the, the you know, boobity-boob co college of blah, blah, you know, that was, <laughs> that was a really good example. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but it's likely to be, have been a, a very, you know, I, I don't know exactly the order they went in, but it's likely to be have been another university that was similar. So take your clues from the market. And if in yeah. doubt, just start with the one and you will start to see which one is going to be the one for you next. If you, if you just, it's a question of keeping your eyes and ears open, keeping your fingers on the pulse, keeping the conversation going always keeping the conversation going yeah okay so we are we are coming to the end of our and i oh. think i could speak i think i could speak to you all day sir anna yeah i think we could go on for a few hours <laughs> <laughs> well we'll do this again sometime <laughs> well we will we will so um if I have I have just put your um, a link to your book series on um, in the comments, but it's a bit it's a lot of, it's a lot of gobbledygook. Um, yeah. But I'll I'll put it back together. Right, we've got a question from Jane. I will put it up, um, and I will read it out as well. So my challenge is for bespoke work, handmade pottery gifts, customer orders when in the studio painting. Um, so a customer order, orders when they're in the studio painting and some live overseas, mainly in the USA, but obviously in the UK too. 
those who never come to paint but live roughly locally but will only order ever order gifts how to look after them you've maybe just answered my question okay <laughs> okay so jane jane has um has two businesses she has a pottery painter studio uh, where people come in and paint their own gifts but okay. jane is, is also um is, is such a talented um artist that she will also create um and and, and either create something from scratch from clay but will also um, paint something on ceramics um, for somebody. Um, uh, so she had, she does have different different markets. Yeah. Um, and um, and Jane's challenge, uh, I'll, I, I think, is is about um, how does she generate more um, created for you customers. But she has two. So, so she, she has a, an, an online website, yeah. but she also has customers that are coming into her her shop to paint, but will yeah. also um, uh, ask for commissions to be done. Yeah. It's, the question is, which what who who's the best one? Who's the one that buys the most? The buys that buys the the products that give you the best margin. Um, who okay. are the ones that come again and again? Who were the ones that also um, is fairly easy to reach marketing-wise? So, like um, some of them, it, let's say some of them, you know, because we're we're talking small businesses here. Let's say okay. that some of them are never online. They probably wouldn't be your best customers because it might be fairly expensive and and difficult to to reach them because you want to find ways to marketing channels where you can stay in pretty content. Con constant contact and keep top of mind so um there are like i said in the book there are sort of eight there are eight points on on what you should be looking for and seeing you know which ones of the people that come into your studio and which ones of the people that buy your your ready-made you know the, your handmade products that you make for them fit that criteria um and that then you should be able to see the little identifiers of those those people what's similar with the, those people that will give you a clue to your to your strongest audience and your, your Brilliant. Best market does that does that help jane um i'm just going to show so um this is my my phone with my kindle app and target groups untangled which i love um is is the book that that i've, I've downloaded that i'm starting on um oops other way um so and I'll, I'll make sure the link is, is down below um yeah. but the, the link people can also access things from your website which i'll put the link down below as well the paper um, is uh, is coming excellent actually jane's got a, a good point here best ones are those who don't come to paint and tend to find me online website etsy facebook yep so that's how can you generate more traffic from there? And, you know, and very important, once you get them, and, and now I don't know where you are with your marketing, so you might be going, yeah, I know this, I know this, I know this, so you'll just forgive me if that's the case. But once you get them into your website from Etsy, from Facebook, make sure, make sure that you have an email list and that you're emailing your audience regularly because that's your regular contact. Uh, yeah. But also make sure that you have Google Analytics set up on your 
on your website so that you can then retarget through Google AdWords and which is probably in, in many cases for many people, obviously this varies, but for many, the strongest thing, make sure you have your Facebook Facebook pixel set up on your website so that you can yeah. retarget the ones that have come because you want, it's, it's a question of once you've got them in, you want to find a method that makes it easy for you to regularly just be reminding them that you're there, keeping, you know, making sure they don't forget about you, that they see you at that moment when they're thinking, oh, I need something for, you know, my friend for her birthday or. Yeah. Brilliant. So, oh, I've spelled that wrong, but anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, one, of the, one of the things that um, uh, we, we, we do within the Business Cheerleading Club is support some people to, to do these things. And, you know, that sometimes people come in and go, what is a Facebook pixel? Yeah. And we'll tell them and we'll help them. And, you know, we have all sorts of videos and tutorials to help people through that process. And, you know, I, I also have some some other courses. So I have a I, I have a you know, get your website working for you course um, that covers all those things as well. So um, so we can we can support people within within the group um, with, with that. But obviously, you know, people can come direct to you and you can help them with that as well. Um, so. Yeah, sounds like you've got a great community there. Um, it's a wonderful community. And um, have I just done that right? Have I just spelled that right? Yes, I think so. <laughs> Knowing how my spelling's going this morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're talking so much. You know, I'm not surprised. I know, I know. I, I, I just love the conversation. So, um, <laughs> um, oh, we've got another one from Jane. Um, so I've got to do Facebook pixel to website and I've just got emails onto a database to upload to do the emails. So getting there. Good to know. Thanks. Just one more tip because with Jane's new email, make sure that you know about the GDPR regulation coming into play at the end of May, because if you're not handling your data correctly after that, there could be trouble. So yeah. um, we we yeah. we've got a we've got a whole section on um, on GDPR and um, I I know I had a conversation with Jane yesterday and GDPR is on your list Jane I know Good. Good. <laughs> but it is it's so important and if people if people need help with GDPR um, then just just come to the you know ask I think there's something further down the, the Facebook page um, um for, for for help with gdpr but yeah. um yeah if you're confused um i did a um a, an interview with annabelle k about gdpr um probably right. a month six months ago and for me she's very common sense yeah um, there, there yeah, are some great resources online i think the in are. the uk the uh, Informations Act officer or something i can't remember have a really sort of the official body actually have a really yeah. sort of jargon-free page about it, which was refreshing. Yeah, I was quite pleased with that as well. Um, <laughs> you know. But, but, but there is also an awful lot of, um, not not rubbish, but, but confusing, yeah. you know, confusing yeah. information out there. Yeah. Um, so... You know, we've we've gone over time, Jane. Have you got any more questions whilst we finish up? Um, 
Therana, people can contact you directly at therana.is and you have a wealth of information on your website as well as your fantastic books. So we've got two books out at the moment, is that right? Yeah, it's the original that came out four years ago, which was supposed to just be an e-book and and ended up on Amazon. Uh, And then this is the first of five. So the competition is next, then there's branding, then there's marketing communications, and then there's a a small but very important one on marketing systems, the whole sort of project management of, of getting it all done when you're, when you're wearing the, all the hats. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's the challenge as well. It's, you know, oh, I've got to do research and I've got to review and then I've actually got to spend time to do all this stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, so yeah, the, 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 um, Jane missed the first half, so she thinks that it's from me for now. So she'll look out for the books too. Okay, so I'll, I'll make sure the link is is um, is below and available to people um, on all the different channels that this interview will go on. Um, so thank you so much, Sarana. That has been thank so you. helpful. Loads of tips, um, and it, it it shouldn't be confusing for people. It should just be part of their regular business process, business review. And if your audience changes, it changes. Is that is that what you say to people? It does. It does change. And particularly you start off thinking it'll be something and you might even have done a done good research and still think it's going to be something. But then people say one thing and do another. So be open. Don't be rigid. Just, you know, be open. Keep your eyes open. Finger on the pulse and and see when where things are flowing. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank so, you. Therana, marketing expert from therana.is. And I'm Tracy Jane Hughes from the Business Cheerleading Club and helping you to manage those things in your business. And until next time, thank you very much. So, it's just finishing off now. That was fun. <laughs>